I want to take you to an Old Testament city, the first city that the children of Israel encountered when they got into the promised land. So I just titled this message, Let's Talk About Jericho. And uh, my text is found in Joshua chapter 6. I'll read the first five verses, and I'm reading from the modern English version. It says, Now Jericho was tightly secured before the children of Israel. There was no one leaving or entering. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho, its king, and the mighty men of valor into your hand. All the men of fighting age shall march around the city. Circle the city once. Do this for six days. Seven priests shall carry seven ram's horn trumpets before the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When they blow a long blast on the ram's horn and when they hear the trumpet sound, all the people shall shout a loud battle cry. The walls of the city will fall down and the people will go up every man straight ahead. First thing I want you to notice about Jericho is the walls. Notice the walls. They were, they were Im, impenetrable. They were, they were huge. In fact, there were two concentric uh, uh, circles of stone walls around the city, and they were 40 feet high all the way around the city. In other words, they were two, actually two walls they had built. Up, up to this point, no army in all of the world had been able to penetrate those walls. No army could, um, could defeat them. This city was, uh, they, they, were in, they were in good shape. These walls were big enough and thick enough. You could, you could um, actually do battle from the top of the walls if you wanted to. They were powerful walls. Second thing I want you to notice is the people. The people of Jericho were ferocious. They were barbaric. They were uh, an early version of the Gestapo. I mean, they were, these people were vicious. Barbaric in nature, by that I mean they, they even sacrificed their own children on the altar of their gods. They were ruthless tyrants these people of Jericho. Then the third thing I want you to notice is Joshua. This is in the book of Joshua. There's a book in the Bible that bears his name. It's one of the history books of the Old Testament. Joshua, you will recall, was chosen by God to succeed Moses as the leader of the children of Israel. You will first recognize him as one of the two spies that had gone into Canaan 40 years earlier when Moses sent 12 spies into Canaan to survey the land and bring back a report. Joshua happened to be in the minority report. There were only two that had a good report and it was Joshua and another brother named Caleb. They came back with the minority report. The majority report came back um, and, and just caused the faith of the hearts of the people to fail. And 
In fact, the Bible said their hearts melted like water because the majority report said, oh, we have, Moses has led us out here and uh, across the Red Sea and across this wilderness into this land and, and there are giants in the land and we look like grasshoppers in their sight. We're not able to, to do anything. And um, how many of you know that the majority report's not always correct? It's not always the best report. The minority report, Caleb and Joshua said, hold it, hold it, hold it. They still the people. The people are already crying and, and just gone into despair. I mean, just a, it was like a wave of a, of a discouraging spirit that just went across the whole nation. Caleb and Joshua said, hold on, for goodness sakes. You folks have forgotten who we serve. This is the land that God promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their descendants. We're their descendants. This is the land that God brought us out of Egypt so we could inherit. This is why God parted the Red Sea. This is why God gave us water from the rock. This is why God brought manna from heaven so that we could have, this is our land. But they went with the majority report. And consequently, the judgment of God on their unbelief caused that whole generation to die in the wilderness. Forty years they marched in the wilderness. And now everybody's dead of that generation except Caleb and Joshua. And the younger generation comes on to take the land. Praise God. Aren't you glad for young folks? Amen. I'm excited to see their youth team back from South Africa. God gave them a marvelous trip. You can get to hear more about it a little bit later on. We thank the Lord for the good things that were done there. Glad that God brought them back safely and appreciate you praying for them. Continue to pray for the others. We've still got some in Kazakhstan, some in China, got some still going before the summer's over. It's going to be a a busy, busy summer for for, uh, young folks and team members and leadership teams and so forth. So pray for them. But uh, this younger generation now is led by Joshua to take the land. And uh, so Joshua is the leader. Now, um, how many of you remember a song? Maybe you sang it in children's church. Maybe you sang it when you were a, a kid in the, as a nursery rhyme. Or, or maybe you sang it as an adult as just an old spiritual song. There's, there's an old gospel spiritual called Joshua Fought the Battle of Jericho. Anybody remember that song? You ever, you ever sang it? Joshua Fought the Battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Anybody remember that song? Okay, wow. Four or five of you. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't there, but uh, I'm probably closer to it than most of you were. But uh, there's something wrong with that song. It says, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. That's scripturally incorrect. Joshua did not fight the battle of Jericho and the walls come tumbling down. In fact, Joshua, um, <laughs> he, uh, he never used a hammer. He never dislodged a stone. He never ramrodded a door. He never did anything that God fought the battle of Jericho. And Joshua went in and claimed the spoils. How many of you are glad that God can fight for you? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. 
So if you want to sing that, sing, God fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Here's the good news. I want you to get this. If you miss everything else I say this morning, I want you to get this right here. You ready? You ready? Everybody got your ears ready for this? God will do the same thing for you. God will do the same thing for you. God will fight your battle. God will do the same thing. Make sure your neighbor gets it. In case they're asleep, just kind of bump them and, and tell them God will do the same thing for you. Amen. God will do it. You see, your Jericho may be your fear. Your Jericho may be your anger. Your Jericho may be your bitterness. Your Jericho may be insecurity. Your Jericho may be guilt. Your Jericho may be anxiety. Your Jericho may be a weakness. Your Jericho may be a besetting sin. In fact, your Jericho is whatever is standing, whatever that wall is that's standing between you and a victorious life, that is your Jericho. And I want to tell you this morning, it needs to come down. Amen. The wall of that Jericho in your life needs to come down in this service before you leave here today. Glory to God. I, I feel some victory in the house today. Praise the Lord. Now, I know it's not always easy because every level of inheritance requires that there is a disinheritance of the devil. In other words, the devil will, will live on your property as long as you'll allow him to. He'll do it. He'll camp out there. He'll, he'll try to He'll try to inherit it by, by, by just possession. You know, they used to say that possession is nine-tenths of the law. Well, uh, that's the way the devil likes to. He'll occupy your territory if you'll allow him to. But I want to tell you something this morning. God has given you a promised land of victory. And if you're not living on that promised land of victory, it's because the devil has set up camp there and you got to get him out. You got, you, got to, you got to take the steps to allow God to fight that battle and get him off of your property. Before the saints can move in, Satan's got to move out. And I'm telling you, for some of you this morning, it's time that he gets out. Some of you, you've been struggling physically. The devil's been trying to make you sick and, and take your life and keep you down. Some of you, Satan's been camping out on your, your, your finances and you've been struggling. And, and, and some of you don't have any peace in your life and you don't have any joy in your life. You don't have any victory in your life. There's, a, there's an intruder that's encamping on your land and it's time to serve him. Notice today he's got to go. Got to go in Jesus' name. Got to go. Got to go. Here's what Joshua told the people. It's in, first, it's in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, 11, the second part of that verse. Joshua said, go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You see what he's saying? Go possess it. God's already given it to you. Amen. The victory church is already yours. You just got to go in and possess it. The Hebrew word there for possess means to occupy. In other words, you're going to go in there and live. He, somebody's got to move out so you can move in and you're going to stay. Glory to God. 
Enough of this just a little bit of tinge of victory. I, I don't know about you, but I, 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 I love wonderful services. I like victorious services. I like services where we rejoice and praise the Lord. But bless God, I'm tired of having those services and then walk back out the door and go right back into the same old deep depression and discouragement and, and frustration and anger that you've been in before you got here. Amen. It's time to take the victory that we receive in here and take it out there and live in it and walk in it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, Satan's not going to leave without a fight. He'll push back. He'll resist. He'll do everything in his power. But he won't win. Let that sink in a minute. He's not going to win. And let me tell you why he's not going to win. Because... He has been defanged, he has been disarmed, and he has been defeated by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. And he finished the work in the heart of the earth when he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave away from him and arose victorious on that resurrection morning. Victorious, glory to God. And he shares that victory with us shares that victory with us. Satan's, Satan doesn't have any authority over you. He does not have authority over you. Look at what Joshua, or what the Lord said to Joshua in the beginning of this book. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read the latter part of verse 5, the first part of verse 6, and I'll drop to 7, 8, and 9. Here's what the Lord said to Joshua. And, and by the way, this is applicable to you. You say, how do you get that, preacher? Paul said in the book of Corinthians that all of these things, talking about Old Testament examples, are written as examples for us. In other words, as they won the victory, that's the same way we can win the victory. I quoted a while ago, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. God put these things in the Old Testament so they would be examples. It shows you how to do it. In fact, you can go to the New Testament and find verses of Scripture that will substantiate the same kind of victory that I'm reading to you about from the Old Testament this morning. So listen to what God said to Joshua and then put this in your own life. Take this for yourself. Just receive it as a message from God for you from the Bible. Not from me, from the Bible from God, his word. Here's what it said. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Didn't Jesus say that same thing? I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Go with you all the way even to the end of the world. Praise God. Be strong and of good courage. And then he repeats this in another verse. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law of which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. How many of you like to prosper everywhere you go? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Look at I want you to pay close attention to this next sentence. God says, if you'll observe the Word of God and walk in the principles of the Word of God, for then 
you will make your way prosper. It doesn't say God will make your way prosper. It said you'll make your way prosper. How do you do that? By taking heed to the Word of God. We got a guidebook right here that tells us how to succeed in life. He said, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God will be with you or is with you wherever you go. That's the word of the Lord to us today. I'm telling you, church, the victory is ours. The victory is ours. The victory is ours. Joshua chapter 6, verse 2, I read part of the, I read this in my text this morning. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, have, I have given you Jericho into your hands, its king and its mighty men of valor. God said, I gave it to you. Now, now let's bring this down to this morning. I, I'm, I'm just going to pick a, a, a name out of the air here. And if your name is Bill, I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking corporately, okay? So everybody named Bill don't get offended with me. God does not, God, let, let me say first of all, God did not say to, to Joshua, you go in and take Jericho. No, no, no. God said, I have given you Jericho. Basically what God is saying is, Joshua, go in and receive what I've given you. Bring it to today. God does not say, Bill... I, 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 I want you, I want you uh, to, um, to win the battle over, over all your problems and your difficulties. I, I want you to, uh, to fight to overcome your addiction. I want you to, no, no, no. He says, Bill, I have given you the victory. <laughs> I, I've given you the victory. I want you to walk in and receive the victory that I've given to you. I want you to receive the victory that I've given to you. Have, have, you, have you got that? Can, can you get that in your spirit this morning? I, I pray the Holy Spirit will help me do what I, I'm, I'm not able to do in my own strength here. I, I hope the Holy Spirit will just let this word drop into your spirit until you get a hold of it and square your shoulders and say, praise God. It's, it's not, God has already won the victory for me. God has given me the victory. I've just got to, I just got to find out how, how I walk in this. I got to find out how, and remember this, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus inherited when he won the victory over the devil at the cross and through the resurrection, we share in that. It's a joint victory. It's, it's mine just like it's his. Amen? It's ours. It belongs to us. <laughs> I, I, I bet it would be amusing if you could have heard the discussion between Joshua and maybe the general of his army when he got together um, history says there's probably, um, um, in, in round figures, probably 40,000 soldiers that um, Joshua called together when they got ready. You remember God said every man that's old enough to, to work in the army, to be in the, in the military, I want you to take them with you and march around the wall. So they, they estimate that was about 40,000 people. Now, I don't know who the general was over Joshua's army. But I can imagine Joshua sitting down and, and saying to, to his top military brass, hey, guys, it's time to take that city. 
Jericho's in our way, and, it, and it's time. I, I can see that, that general saluting Joshua, saying, yes, sir, we're ready. We got our ropes. We got our ladders. We're ready to scale the walls. We've sharpened our spears. We've polished our swords. Which side of the wall do you want us to go up on first? And then Joshua would say something like this. At ease, general. Be seated. I want to share something with you. God's got a different strategy. We're, we're not going to take Jericho like that. And, and his general might say something like this. Well, how are we going to take Jericho? And, and he said, well, you may find this hard to believe, but the Lord said that what I'm supposed to do is to tell you, get, get the army together, get ready to march you know, on Jericho. We're not going to march against the walls. We're going to march around the walls. But first, I want you to choose seven priests, put them out front, put the Ark of the Covenant between them and some more priests, and, and put, put ram's horns and, 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 and blowers of, of horns before and behind. And, and I want you to march around the walls. Seven priests, seven times, seven days, seven times on the seventh day. Get the idea that seven may mean something. It's God's number of completion. He created the earth six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. Everything was fine. Just sat back and folded his arms and said, it looks good. Looks good. He even looked at man and said, looks good. I don't know whether anybody's told you or not this morning, but your heavenly father's looking down from heaven. When he saw you get up this morning, get yourself ready for church, he said, you're looking good. He's looking good. So it don't matter what anybody else said about you, amen? God said, you're looking good. <laughs> and, and he said, said we're going we're gonna to march around. And, and, and so they did. They did exactly. But I imagine that general must have said something to Joshua like, what kind of strategy is this? What kind of battle is this? And Joshua would have replied with something like this. This is a spiritual battle. I want to tell you something this morning. What you're struggling with is not flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle we're in. This is where we, this is where we make a bad mistake. We, it is so easy for us to think naturally and get into carnality and start fighting in the flesh. Because we get the idea that the boss is our enemy or the wife is our enemy or the mother-in-law is our enemy or the neighbor's our enemy or, or, or somebody else that we've had conflict is our enemy. No, 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 no. This is a spiritual battle that we're in. Look at what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle. Say, we do not wrestle. Against flesh and blood. There it is. This is, this is not a, our enemy. Uh, the devil may use people, and he does. 
But don't fight the people. Fight the devil that's using them. Amen? That's where the battle is. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. There's another passage that Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 to 6. I like this, 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Boy, it's over and out if you can get this. Amen. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This is a spiritual battle. Say it's a spiritual battle. Jericho is your, was a stronghold in Canaan. And some of you are facing some strongholds in your life today. You say, preacher, what is a stronghold? Let me define it for you. A stronghold is a false premise that denies God's promise. Let me say this again. A stronghold is a false premise that denies God's promise. That's a stronghold. If the devil can get you to believe a lie, he's built a stronghold. That's your Jericho in your life. And it needs to come down. Let let me give you an example of some strongholds. The devil may have you convinced that God could never forgive you. You ever ever had anybody tell you that? God could never forgive you. That's a stronghold of guilt. He may say, uh, you may say, I could never forgive that person. That's a stronghold of resentment. You may say, bad things always happen to me. That's a stronghold of self-pity. You may say, I have to be in charge. That's a stronghold of pride. You may say, I don't deserve to be loved. That's a stronghold of rejection. You may say, I'll never recover. That's a stronghold of defeat. You may say, I must be good or God will reject me. That's a stronghold of performance. You may say, I'm only as good as I look. That's a stronghold of appearance. You may say, my value equals my possessions. That's a stronghold of materialism. These strongholds need to come down. These strongholds represent the Jericho wall that is between you and the life of victory that God has given you. It's your inheritance. It belongs to you. You need to go for it. So here's my conclusion. I'm bringing this to a close. I'm going to give you three things, three things out of this story that you need to do. How many of you like to see the walls come down this morning? <laughs> Glory to God. I, 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 earlier in, the, in this message, I, man, I felt a streak of victory. I don't, know who, I don't know who's going to get it this morning, but somebody's going to get it. Somebody's walls are falling down in this service today. In, 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 and it's fixing to happen in just a few minutes. We're, we're close now, boy. We... Boy, we we right there. Somebody, somebody's going to get this thing today before we leave here. Let, let's look at three things from this, from this message, and I'll, I'll show you how to apply it to your life. First of all, there was the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. You know where they put it? Right in the center. In other words, the focus of that march was not the walls of Jericho. 
I, I, know, I know what you're thinking of natural. You got, you got all these marching armies and they're all marching, looking at that wall. No, 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 they weren't. They, their focus was the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. Focus on God. Focus on God. Say that with me. Focus on God. Not on your problem. Not on your problem. That, that'll, pull you, that'll pull you right back into the wilderness. Don't do it. That's what Satan's after. He wants to get you so discouraged that you'll just give up. He'll pull you right back in the wilderness and say, okay, march around this wilderness for another 40 years. No, no, no. You've been in the wilderness long enough. Praise God. It's time to get in the promised land. That's where the milk and honey's flowing. That's where there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's where the peace of God is that you need in your life today. That's where victory is. That's where you, you <laughs> glory to God, you live in victory and prosperity and blessing. And, and so focus on God. Second thing you'll notice in this story, when they marched around these walls, they had these ram's horns, seven of them in front of the ark, seven of them behind the ark. Seven, seven. They, and, that, and they're marching, marching around. Now, according to the scripture, they were, they were playing tunes on these ram's horns every day when they marched around the walls. In other words, they were worshiping as part of their walk. They're walking, but they're worshiping. Focus on God and make worship a part of your daily walk. Worship the Lord. Say, preacher, I don't feel like it. Worship does not depend on your feelings. We don't worship God because we feel like it. We worship God because he's worthy. Amen? So, so incorporate worship in your daily walk. Even, even though now the walls are still 40 foot high, they're, they're still... To double double built. They're still they're still thick. There's still two walls there. Not just one, but two walls. They're doubled up. They're, they're still impenetrable. No army has been able to break through these walls. The wall is still there, but they're worshiping God as they walk around the wall. Praise God. These these uh, these uh, soldiers, forty thousand of them. They just worshiping God as they walk around. Can you imagine? Jericho's military up on top of the wall looking down at these guys saying what in the world's going on probably the first day when they marched around they said <laughs> look at that look at isn't that the most ridiculous thing you ever saw <laughs> all they can do is march around the wall they can't even find a place they, they're scared to even try to bump against the wall they, they know if they get too close we'll we'll drop a bomb on them from up here i'm not talking about an atomic bomb i'm talking about rocks and stuff that's what they used to do when when soldiers got close to the wall they'd drop big heavy things on them from above and, and say so they're, they're looking for a place where they look at it look at them that's that's the silliest looking thing i ever saw in my life that's probably what they said the first day second day they're, they're still making fun but not quite as not quite as strong they begin to scratch their head what is going on third day here they are marching around again and they start to get a little bit quieter by the fourth and fifth day these people in jericho are getting dry mouthed they're getting worried because, hey, folks, according to the Scripture, they had already heard the news of what happened 40 years earlier in Egypt 
when God sent 10 plagues and set them free from Egyptian bondage. So now they're, they're beginning, something is going on here that we don't understand. And so, so listen, church this morning, you, you want to make the devil nervous? Go ahead and worship. Go, go ahead and just start worshiping God. You say, man, I'm, I'm the most discouraged I've ever been in my life. Just worship God anyway. You say, preacher, I'm, I'm in the toughest battle I've ever fought in my life. Just go ahead and worship God anyway. Remember, we're focusing on God, not on our problem. And when you focus on God, you just worship. Praise God. Lord, I thank you this morning that you're still in control. I thank you you're still God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I thank you that you're still the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the first and the last. You're still supreme. You're still eternal. You're still God. There's nobody like you, God. I'm just going to worship you. Praise God. I'm going to worship you. You're sick as you ever been. I'm, I'm still going to worship God. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know when. I don't know how. But God, you're my healer. And you're my health. Hallelujah. You're my provider. You're my provision. You're, you're my everything. You just worship God. They just kept worshiping God. First day worship God. Second day worship God. Third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, they just worshiping God. Seventh day. You know what the Bible said? It said they started around that wall before right at daybreak i mean it's still dark dark is just beginning to lift a little bit as the sun begins to peek through the sky Forty thousand people are already out there worshiping god going around they woke the whole city of jericho up worshiping god early in the morning i love early in the morning there's not too many people going to disturb you early in the morning that's why I like to get up early in the morning. My phone don't ring early in the morning. People don't invite me over for coffee early in the morning. Amen. People don't want to talk to me about their troubles early in the morning. I love early in the morning. Just worship God about daylight. Glory to God. When the, when the sun is just beginning to peek through the sky. And they wake the whole city of Jericho up. And, and then, okay, you, get, you got the first two points. Number, number one is what? Focus on God. Focus on God. Second, worship as you walk. And here's the third one. You remember Joshua was told to tell the children of Israel on the seventh time around, on the seventh day. They stopped, they stopped playing worship music now, and they blow this long blast on the trumpets, on the ram's horns. And Joshua said, when they do that, I want you to shout. 40,000 people shout. Not only that, when they hear the shout, I want everybody in Israel to shout. Two and a half million people shout all at one time. Shout. So the third point is this. Praise in expectation of victory. Praise in expectation of victory. Now, listen to me. Look when they shout. They did not shout when the walls came down. They shouted before the walls came down. Walls are still 40 foot high, still doubled, still impenetrable. No army has been able. And they're shouting. Why are they shouting? They're shouting for the victory. That's an exercise of faith. That's what faith is. 
That faith is when you, when you just believe God's word. For them to shout, they had to receive the word of God, believe the word of God, and obey the word of God. And they did it. Walls are still up. You're talking about looking. I mean, they could have asked this question. Hey, Joshua, what are we shouting for? Walls are still up. He said, no, 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 no. When you hear the trumpet blast, you shout. 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 Let me tell you when you need to shout. You need to start shouting now. Amen. You say, preacher, I'll shout when the victory comes. Oh, anybody can shout when the victory comes. Don't take any faith to do that. My goodness alive. God gives you a financial miracle. Sure, you can shout. Rejoice too. I told you a story one time. I, I, I was in the Cracker Barrel one morning. The Lord spoke to me and told me to, to give this waitress a $100 bill. And, and um, I, I, I just I called her over. I waited till we'd finished eating. And I said, I'm going to put something in your hand. And I want you to understand that. That, that this is in, in, I'm just obeying God. God wants to bless you. I don't want you to open your hand. I, I just want you to go back. I just want you to be blessed. And I put a $100 bill in her hand, and uh, I headed to the cash register. And she went to the kitchen. And all of a sudden, I, I heard somebody scream back in the kitchen. It was that waitress. She told me later, she said, I was about to leave, lose my car that morning. And I needed $100 to keep from losing my automobile. Said, it, it saved me from losing my automobile. Anybody can shout after you got the $100 bill in your hand. Joshua says, shout before the walls come down. Amen. Jesus said, shout for joy. I used to read that and believe that that meant when you got joy, shout. No, 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 no. Shout for joy. Amen. That's what Pastor Reagan did before he started dating Joy. <laughs> he shouted for Joy. Amen. Get ahead of this thing. That's where you get the victory. And while they were shouting, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The walls, the walls came tumbling down. And I want to tell you this morning, you can shout for joy. You can shout for the victory. Don't wait till you get it. Go ahead and shout for it now. I want you to stand with me, please. I want the prayer team to come and they're going to lead us in some worship. I don't, I don't know who that is that, that I felt that victory streak for. Maybe it was a whole bunch of you this morning, but... But, but I, want you to, I want you to march. I'm not going to ask you to march around the building unless the Lord leads you to do it. But, but I want you to march from your seat down here and come prepared to shout for joy. I want you, in other words, I want you to come down here and give God praise for the victory that you do not yet see manifest. Had, hadn't, hadn't manifest yet. You may want to come to one of these prayer team leaders. They'll be glad to, to agree with you. Or you may want to just come and find you a place where you just you and God. But, but, but you're going to, your Jericho wall is coming down this morning. You made up your mind. Anybody here? Anybody here?
Pray with me. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come now and confirm the Word of God with victory in this house. In Jesus' name, whatever your Jericho is, if you're ready for the wall to come down, you respond as God leads you this morning. God bless you. The altars are open.